Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 286 for May 5th, 2021. This week's top Patreon supporters are Lakeside Woodcrafter, Klingspore Woodworking Shop, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashir, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Isotunes, Tim Holliner, let me get a let me get a trumpet for Ryan Ridgely. And of course, Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. Knowing Ryan, wow. he, Ryan probably wanted us to read out his, his name because he's very good at brand management of Huntsman Wildlife. Right? Oh, Huntsman Wildlife. Huntsman, yeah. Yeah, yeah Gr- Grim Squeaker Wildlife Rehabilitation. Squeakiest. <laughs> the Huntsman Barn Rat. Is that right? I think that's all right. Right. Yeah, he the Grim he's, Barn Rat. He's. I think he. I think, I think he hunts in barns. On ridges. Grimly. So if you have a barn up on a ridge and you need somebody to go hunting with, Brian is your man. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this guy goes through names more frequently than Bill changes his underwear. Oh, well, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Three in the last year. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't, you know what's fun is if I buy the six pack, that's two years. Two years, value. <laughs> By the way, that is single man thinking right there. Bill is married, of course, but that is single man thinking that I don't have to wash them. I'll just buy more underwear. Actually, that's actually if that would be my dream if I could afford to buy wear underwear just once. Sounds socks, like, underwear, and socks just once. Sounds like I got my solid gold rocket car and 365 pairs of underwear. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I agree with you on the socks. The underwear, I don't know, depends on the material. Sometimes it, it washes out more softly, but socks for sure. If I could just wear them and chuck them, yeah, for and send, them, and send them to Tim. Send them to Tim. Yeah, then. the uh, the moisture wicking material that is quite popular now comes soft already. Yeah, I have some of that from Costco. They make good stuff. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, hmm. What are you working on? Let's go to the furrow-browed Tim. What are you working on, my man? Um, well, it was going to lead into our He topic. was working on doing this last, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like we you just go discussed. Last. Uh, but you know what we should what really I meant do? Was Bill. You know what we should really do even before we do this, though, <laughs> is we do have an exciting um, uh, contest to wrap up. Do we? We do. Yeah, it's not that exciting. You're right. right. But is it exciting? I mean, can we define that? (laughs) Why don't we do why don't we do uh, the results of a three month long contest right after these messages? (laughs) (laughs) You know how they keep people on the hook so they gotta listen to the whole episode. Well you know what we could do? We could do our reviews first, because we did actually get some reviews. Okay. Why don't we just tell everyone what we're working on so then we could blow past that part and then then move into the into the business. Bill, tell me what you're working on. It'll be super fast anyway. Go ahead. Uh, it will be super fast. Um, so it's 
Okay, check. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. This is a story, Sorry. and it's kind of exciting. And I don't think, and Tim will appreciate this because I don't think he's ever done this. Um, mm. I set one of my cigar box guitars accidentally on fire. <laughs> From playing it too hard? <laughs> no. Uh, so I, I, had, up, the, I made a video. I built a little acoustic one, right? And I learned yeah. a lot when I did that. It was fun. It was a little red box one. And I, and I called it, it's my truck guitar. And I keep it in my truck. And I use it at work. And I, I dink around at work like in lunchtime and stuff. And I'm out in the shop. Well, I had it out in the shop and at work. And it was leaning up against the bench. And I had to do some welding. <laughs> oh, my God. Enough said. Spark must have flew. All of a sudden, I smelt smoke. And it wasn't actual flames, but it was smoking. It landed somehow because I cut some F holes in it, mm -hmm. right? Or some, some sound holes. Something got down inside of there. This particular cigar box has got felt lining on the inside. <laughs> and uh, so I, I accidentally cut uh, caught this thing on, on fire. And this thing's beat up anyway. And I, I mean, I, I've been thinking about it. So now I do believe I am motivated, finally, I'm going to build a new cigar box guitar. In fact, I'm probably going to do a couple because Casey wanted one. I want one. I'm going to build another one that's better, another acoustic. So there you go. That I've been working on turns out that that fire is what finally motivated me to make a build you know to connect I find it ironic that your cigar box guitar was smoking yeah i enjoyed that yeah, yeah. oh I, you know what phil this is why you're the thinker of the i never, i didn't even think about that you're right i was just mm. concerned about if i get caught or if somebody comes it's, it looks bad when the maintenance guys catch fire inside their shop mm. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Sorry, Tim, I was interrupting. You. I was Go just going to say, just to tie this all back together, um, I was, when I did the TV show a bunch of years back, I was welding. I made a guitar on the show. I'm trying to tie it all together, but not while I was working on the guitar. I was welding, and I caught my, my sock on fire. And so it was not the first time I wore that as a pair of socks, but it was the last time. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, if you had new socks every day, you wouldn't have to worry about that. <laughs> well, they still might have caught yeah. on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was scary. It was scary because, like, you, know, you got the mask on, you, like, kind of smell something. But you, you smell it first, you know, and then you're, like, you got the mask on, you can't tell, and you pull it off. You're like, holy sh... <laughs> well, that that was a scary thing because I smelled something. It was right, terrible. You don't know what it is. And, and that's the first thing I'm yeah. doing is I'm looking down at my... You yeah. know, cause I, I don't wear an apron. I don't wear nothing like that. I wear regular little leather work gloves and my welding helmet. I wear my kerosene uh, socks every time. Nothing else. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> but yeah, it's that, that smell that just gets you scared. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then finally I turned around. I'm like, what? And investigating my nose started getting me towards. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's that's. How about you, Phil? Have you have you started any arsenic, uh, arsenic, arsenio, Ars, arson related? Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I did, but I want to I want to ask you a question. Where did you inside your acoustic um, cigar box guitar? Where did you get the springs from? The springs. Yeah. Oh, and like I did on inside of yours. Yeah. Um, home uh, was at the orange store in the uh, door hardware section. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Cool. I thought it was a really clever way of uh, of getting like a, a special sound out of it. A little, sort of reverb, like, a little bit of reverb, a little bit of reverb. I'd love to say it was my idea, but I got that from uh, Del Puckett, who's another builder mm. player on YouTube. That's, um, yeah, that's how reverb units are made. There's a spring in them. Like, yeah, that's, you know, and so, yeah, that's people. You, you just, you put a little bit of tension on that spring. Yeah. So it's just, it's, and uh, yeah, it, it's neat. Now this one, for some reason, I didn't 
on mine I didn't put a spring in it and the this box which shouldn't make such a good sound ended up making a really good sound so I've got a bunch of those hmm. boxes but gotcha felt. my kids play with the guitar that you send all the time and so I'm always sort of like uh, I don't know I'm reminded of you every time the kids play with oh. it they it's love fun it. with the spring though because you can tap the box and it actually yes. makes a yeah right so I showed them that I go you can pluck it and then bang pluck bang pluck bang yeah. anyway so they love doing it um, I had a very bittersweet weekend um, so I I guess long story short no preamble I sold all of my woodworking machines they're, what? they're basically all gone yeah every single one wow you did it you just bit off that big old stick and chewed it up huh I just did it so jointer planer uh, drill press bandsaw table saw uh, but, dust you, collector, but you love that bandsaw. <laughs> that was the easiest one to sell. Uh, everything else. And and I did legitimately, straight up, I, I shed several tears. It was uh, very bittersweet. Um, because it, you know, it took a long time to gather all that stuff. And, you know, it felt like kind of a lot of them felt like forever tools. Mm. And I never thought I would be selling them. Like, I understand why we need to do it. We need the space. The kids are getting older. They need more space in the garage. And the dust was becoming a bit of a problem, yada, yada. Um, I don't want to rehash all that stuff. I'm obviously clearly committed to the decision, especially now. Uh, But it was definitely very uh, difficult. Um, But I'm excited for the next step, which is cleaning out the furnace room. We've got some, like, built-in shelves in there. They're all getting junked out. And I'm moving my, my Rubo down there. The tool wall will go above it. And basically all of the cabinets I'll either leave on a French cleat system that I'm going to build out uh, next to it or, or I'll reconfigure them some way somehow. Uh, so I will keep all of my powered hand tools and all of my hand tools. And I still have my track saw. So if I need to break down sheet goods or do anything bigger, I still I'll be able to use the track saw. Uh, it'll just be a different kind of, uh, different kind of making hmm. and focused more on small stuff and hand tools and that kind of thing. So yeah, I've been thinking seriously lately of, of when I move, it's going to be a big move cross country. Mm-hmm. And um, the, that big part of that is I, I'm not getting rid of my tools. I, I Even if I don't get a garage when I buy a house, if it's only got a basement, I'm going to get all of these tools down in there. And it's going to be the last things I'll ever own. And they'll, they'll go on to Aspen or her husband or wife, you know, I don't know, uh, one day or, or her mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, ca- I can't imagine that. That's a huge thing. It's a huge, huge thing. It's it's for now. You know, my so, wife and I both agree that, like, while we have the skating rink in the backyard and while we've got that play set in the backyard that just basically takes up the whole backyard, either in the summer or the winter, there's no room for an outbuilding. So, but as, when the kids get older, I'll probably build a, a workshop outside. I, I'm going to take the exact opposite sort of angle is bill on that is that and, and i say this to people all the time like with my sort of like quit your day job sort of attitude that i have is that things come and go things are who cares about things you know it's the best mm-hmm. table saw you ever had in the world it's the word it doesn't matter like that's none of those things are irreplaceable no matter how much you yeah. love them and, and it's like because we've all had that i've had guitars that i've sold or whatever these things that that i'm like oh you know, I'm going to miss that. And, and then it's like six months later, it's like, who cares? Just get another one. The next one's just as good. Like, they're just things. Right. Yeah, it's I, the I, memories I agree, that are attached to them. That, and you can hang on to those memories without hanging on to those things, you know. See, I, I don't uh, have really yeah. a lot of attachment to these tools other than just 
I want to have a shop somewhere and right. I want power to buy it in my again. shop. I yeah. don't I don't I don't have a I mean I just accumulated all this stuff in the last you know less than 10 years. Yeah. I mean it's this, yeah, same here. I, I have I have a huge attachment yeah. to some of my tools, and I've had them for like less than a quarter of my life. You know what I mean? Like way less. Um, but I don't have any attachment to any of this stuff, really. Yeah, no. Neither at the same at the same point. Like everything's for sale. You know. <laughs> but like Phil, yeah. Phil, for you in particular, because I think a big mm-hmm. part of of the workshop for you was the process of buying and selling and flipping and deal making and all that stuff. I think for you, mm-hmm. it's almost a blessing because you get to do it again and you can look forward to that older, <laughs> older and wiser with more experience, you know, I, I, I hear you. And I, yeah, mm. yeah. You enjoy and I'll tell you one thing and, and this is not going to be a shock to anyone, but obviously I made money on the flips, right? Of course. So. Yeah. Right. And some people, yeah. like yeah. some people really enjoy like cleaning and sharpening their tools. Like I've, freaking hate you walk into my workshop you think I, w- I could care less about my tools so the people that are into that organizing and knowing and, and stuff i'm not i'm into making stuff with them you know what i mean you're into mm-hmm. buying them and selling them like you that's part of your deal you're always doing that yeah, but you got to remember and use if, if you can just not think of everything at once right because you pieced your shop mm. together you started off if you think like oh man now i got to replace you know ten thousand dollars worth of tools you don't think of it that way say like, okay I'll start over again, and the first thing I'll get is I'll get a new table saw. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because because that's that can be daunting. When I when I look in my shop, and I was the other day is you know just like you know insurance reasons, right? Counting, thinking about how much money I have in my shop is like I have a lot of money and tools in my shop. Hmm. Um, but but the, I didn't I didn't go out and buy all this, this stuff at once. You know, and a lot of it I found, a lot of it I was I made trades for, a lot of it you know. Yeah. It's, hmm. I bought almost none of my tools. Like the machines, none of them were new. Mm, and right. I mean, I think I paid for all of the machines I listed there about twelve hundred bucks, and I sold them all for fifteen. So oh. I'm not. It wasn't like huge amounts of money, and I don't think for me that it's necessarily the money. But when you buy a tool, I don't know about you guys, especially when you're buying used, it's not like it's a street over and it just sort of fits in your car easily, and you bring it home and you put it where it's going to be. A lot of these tools were far away and they were in some old man's like I remember when I bought my my drill press which was like this old cast iron jet uh, drill press and it was heavy and it was in some dudes for some reason incredibly deep basement that I had to carry it up two flights of stairs to get it out of the house and I swear to God I, I did something to my back and I regretted it uh, but I got and it was like like a an artifact, right? Like it was an Indiana Jones style artifact that I got this thing out of the temple of old man's house, you know? Yeah. And and so every single one of these tools, you look at them and you go like, okay, I got that from this guy and it was like the thing with the thing and yeah. what an adventure it was to get it home. The table saw was in 500 pieces and, uh, and I didn't have the left hand nut that secures the blade to it for four days and I was trying to figure out how to get one until the, the guy called me and said he found it. You know, like all of these things were an adventure <laughs> to get, to have, to put together, whatever the case may be. So there's a story to everything. The one thing I think I'm very fortunate about is that I have these YouTube videos that I could sort of like reminisce, you know, with all of these tools. But you're right. At the end of the day, they're just things. I'll replace them later. Hmm. But I think it was the idea of having a workshop that I could go into and basically build anything. Like there was almost nothing I couldn't build. Not to say that I was some like whatever incredible maker or anything but the opportunity the possibility was always there and i think that's what i'm sort of you still got that little cnc right yeah i kept the cnc and um and i still yeah 
as long as it's small. Yeah. But uh, make anything twelve inches. Well, I mean, with the space you have, that is actually the perfect CNC for the space you have because you can make a little plexiglass cover to put over it, and just all the sawdust will stay in it. Well, I'm, I'll I'll leave what my future plans are for the topic because I think it's very topical. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so then do your thing and then lead us in and then we'll continue. Okay. Um, well, you want to do the drawing at the end? You know what? Let's pause. Yeah. Let's do the drawing. Yeah. Okay. So I'll tell you what this is. If you haven't been listening to the show, first of all, shame on you. Bill's going to smack you on your knuckles. But um, for the last three months... Uh, Isotunes has been our partner, our um, our segment sponsor of the tip segment, and everybody who submitted a tip uh, was entered to win a pair of Isotunes. And so we're going to do the draw now, um, and we're really, really excited. And uh, we most likely will be continuing with Isotunes, but uh, either way, we appreciate everything, and we're looking forward to uh, to working more closely. But let's hear uh, let's hear who won this dun dun dun, dun contest. Okay, so what I did is I counted up the number of entries that we have, and I just plugged those into a random number generator, and I'm clicking. Seven, eight hundred. It was, seven, like, it was like 40,000, I think, you know. So I'm, yeah. clicking, I'm yeah. clicking the generator right now, it, and it picked the number 21, and the number 21 in my list is the way they come in is, wait, hang on. Micah Hayes. Micah Hayes is the winner of the contest. And now let me just look up his... Hang on, I'll type his it in. His tip? His tip. I'll type it in. <laughs> <laughs> let me do it for Here, me. I have it here. Let me do it for I real. have it here. <laughs> so Micah Hayes wrote, So my tip is, if you need a sanding block for a unique shape, let's use baseboard trim for an example. Take a small section of the baseboard that you're trying to duplicate and lay a couple layers of painter's tape on top of it. Oh, yeah. Next, yeah, put yeah. a coat of paste wax on the tape. Spread body filler like Bondo over the tape waxed area, good three-eighths to half an inch thick. Allow that to dry thoroughly, and it should pop right off. Now you can attach self, uh, sand self-adhesive sandpaper to the shaped side of the Bondo, and voila. I guess he speaks French. Um, so congratulations, Micah. Uh, we will reach out to you and put you in touch with Isotunes, and uh, and you'll be able to get so your So he basically of, said you can make your own negative of what yeah. you're sanding. Right. That's pretty cool. Right. Yeah, the Bondo trick. That was very cool. I remember that. That's, a, that's an excellent tip and an excellent way to win with a great tip. But thank you to everyone, everyone who played along Absolutely. with this contest. It has been the highlight of this podcast for the past three months. And I'm sure everybody is sick and tired of hearing our tips. And uh, so, I, you know, I mean, we'll see what's going to happen for our next quarter or whatever the business term is. Trimester. <laughs> Trimester, <laughs> easy. But uh, no babies here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, please keep sending them in. Keep sending in your tips. We love them. Yeah. Oh, I meant to say that. By the way, uh, Jody, when you reached out to me today and said, "Is it too late uh, for the contest?" Yeah, but you could still just send me a tip. Um. Anyways. So. Yeah. Let's and just, who knows, uh, Jody? Maybe that will uh, go into. Maybe next it'll be the round first one in our next round. round. Yeah. We'll we'll see. Yeah. It, maybe it'll be it'll go into the future. <laughs> Contest. <laughs> groan. Could we have like a canned sound for like a groan? Well, I I have the I haven't done this one in a while though. Please and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Even your hand gave up. Yeah. <laughs> it was exhausted. Ex- ex- <laughs> 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 Whatever. Whatever. 
Um, okay, so what I've been up to, I've been up to making guitars, my, my great guitar build-off thing. I finished my first half of my giant guinea pig tanks order, all that stuff that I've been talking about every week. But the other thing that I've been up to, which is leading into our topic, is um, I've been in this house uh, for about 15 or 16 years now. And when we bought the house, I bought a lawnmower. And I just bought the cheapest one I could get, basically. that had um, We have a lot of hills, so I bought the cheapest one I could get with uh, self-propelled uh, wheels so you can squeeze a handle and, and go up these hills so I'm not pushing it, you know. And um, mm-hmm. it was pretty much, I pretty much beat the heck out of this thing 10 years ago. <laughs> and then, uh, but but really, like, last year as I was using it, like, because at one point in time, the um, I hit a rock and the, the body actually cracked, so I have, like, a big fender washer on either side of the, the sheet metal and it's rusting out and the muffler fell off. This thing has just, you know, been down the road. It's, it served me well. But it was time. It was time. Like, I'd already fixed it a couple times. And I was like, you know what? I don't think I want to fix this thing anymore. It's time to get a new lawnmower. And, um, I, I, like, and this is last year I'm thinking this. And I'm like, I wonder if I could get an electric lawnmower. Like, I wonder if the technology is there where I don't have a 4,000-foot-long extension cord or I'm not changing batteries every 20 minutes. Like, is that technology so going to cordless. Yeah, is the technology going to be there to, be, to get a cordless you know, battery-powered, lithium-ion-powered electric lawnmower that can actually handle my yard because my yard is rigorous. There is hills and and stuff, and I do need the self-propelled. I can't, you know, push this thing uphill. And, um, yes, the technology is there. It's it's There's more electric lawnmowers for sale now at the box store than there were gas-powered mowers. They're all basically yep. the same price. Uh, the electric ones are a little more. I, but, you know, following my rule, I did some searching. Vance and I, Vance is very excited about the concept of buying a new lawnmower. Um so he was helping me search and we were doing all the, the, you know, comparing models and stuff. And as is always, always the case, the one in the middle in the price range was the best deal, you know? Um, so I ended up getting, it's a, the, I, I mean, I'm not going to plug the brand. I've only used it once. So I don't know, maybe it'll break next week and I'll hate it, but it's the brand is like ego, like, which is the lamest ego, name. I was going to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and it, the one I, I bought has a 56, volt lithium ion battery 7.5 amps um which is so i was like looking for one it was on sale it was like it was 500 bucks right with this battery to buy another one of these batteries is like 250 bucks and uh, the battery's supposed to run so it was like half you know half the price uh but so there are other ones that had inferior batteries and stuff that were less and this and i was like i want that battery i want that because i'm going to be using the self-propelled on all the hilled parts of my yard right i want that bigger battery um, and I was like, and I'll probably have to buy another battery. I was like, but, I, but I'd be willing to invest in another battery if this lawnmower can cut it, you know. Um, but so I didn't buy another battery. I was like, we'll just buy the one for now and see what happens. So I mowed my whole yard, my whole half acre yard, all the hills, up and down, everything on one battery. Didn't dr- I see you're both like looking up electric lawnmowers right now. Is that what you're both doing instead of listening yeah. to them? Yeah. Yep. I was actually calculating how many watts this thing was. I don't oh. know why I care. Because <laughs> you're a nerd? Because <laughs> I'm a nerd. But <laughs> so glad you're with me. And I know that like about 1,200 of our listeners are doing the same thing right now. <laughs> that's our, that's our watts is 56 a, times 7.5. Yeah. That's our oh demographic, my. right? But uh, – you know, it's it's much much lighter than the gas powered one, so it was easier to push. So I didn't need the self propelled as much. You know what I mean? For the right. one thing I noticed. I mean, it is a lot of it is a little more plasticky than I would like. You know, so hopefully it'll it'll hold up that way. It's just something to be aware of. But I couldn't believe it. I did my whole yard, all the hills, all the 
stuff on one battery. The battery still had juice in it when I, was, I, I told my wife in Vance, I was like, I'm just going to keep running it. I was just going to keep mowing until the battery dies, see how far I can get. And I finished the lawn. It still wasn't dead. Um, wow. And the battery charges in less than 30 minutes. Um, so even if I do kill the battery, I could just, just you know go do something else for 20 minutes and the battery's ready to go again. I can finish the lawn. So I don't need to buy another battery. So I'm just it just impressed the heck out of me. And all I could think is, I live in the future. Like this is the... This is the thing that I've I've been dreaming of. Like, is this technology to get up there, you know? And it's like, oh my God, the future is like starting to be here. And then I was thinking about like, no. um, you know, I mentioned a few weeks back that, um, or maybe a few months back, we got that electric chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Um, so after mowing the lawn with my electric lawnmower, I went out with this little tiny, you know, electric chainsaw. And there's all these like, there's the property line. There's always like we have these maple trees that grow like weeds and every couple of years you just got to hack them down because otherwise there'll be a forest, you know? And, um, mm-hmm. and I went through and I, I cleaned like the, like almost the whole perimeter of my yard with this little battery powered, like 12 volt Milwaukee chainsaw on one charge. Like I, I cut down every tree. I got three truckloads, you know, I guess two truckloads for a normal size truck of, um, of brush that I cut back with this chainsaw in the battery. And I just kept thinking, this is amazing. Then I started to think about all these other tools and stuff you know, like obviously, like Bill was saying about the CNC, uh, you know, there's all that stuff and how that becomes more affordable and better and, you know, feasible for everybody. But even just like the, just like my cordless drill, these cheap cordless drills that I, I, I use over and over and over again. Like today, the battery died in one. I was like, oh, God, I got to go plug the battery in and swap batteries. And it's like, I've just been drilling without a cord for like three weeks straight before this battery yeah. died. It's just like this technology is just incredible. And so what I'm, I just, it got me excited about, you know, like this, like push for electric cars and this push for all these other things that, and again, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're powering the, the power plant off coal, it doesn't really matter if the car's electric or not, but still just the idea of we can get to that place. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just exciting to me. So I wanted to talk about the I think I love it. And, mm-hmm. and I think that I, especially with cars, we are like, like almost at like that tipping point. Right. You know, like where it becomes, it, it'll become socially sort of like oh he still has a gas car yeah exactly you know what i mean like you know and and to sound maybe a little bit like a jerk you know like when you sometimes when you see people still smoking you're like you still smoke it's 2021 you still right, smoke right yeah you know yeah. so i i think i i think the difference we're nowhere near that with electric cars yet because you're right socially now because i'm doing i've been non-smoking for over five years now um i'm starting to get to the point like really there's still people who are smoking um, that's how I've been a vegetarian for electric- 20 years. That's how I feel about when I see people ordering steak. I'm like, really? Like people still do that? <laughs> <laughs> but but as far as like the electric car thing is going to happen fast. When they're talking about 2035, GM's going to stop making gas cars. Um, yeah. Mm. I don't think, however, that people are going to be uh, looking down their brow at gas powered vehicles anytime soon. We're still too new on the electric car thing. Just remember, we're, we're on the generation. electric car where it seems. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's, That's it's 15 be quite years some... from now. 15 years ago, no one was using the internet. 15 years ago, the iPhone didn't I, exist. I still. But, but you're t- yeah, the yeah. internet didn't exist. The, the electric. I mean, well, no, gas powered vehicles have been around forever, though, is what I'm saying. And we're not just talking about cars mm-hmm. here. You're talking about semi trucks. You're talking about tractors. Yeah. You're talking about airplanes. Mm-hmm. So gas power is not going anywhere anytime soon. But we are on the verge of seeing a, major a much mm-hmm. improvement over electric. Yeah. So here's here's one of the things for the the future that 
I'm looking forward to that I think maybe before I die I can achieve this. I was talking about I'm going to move to the Midwest. I'm going to buy my my first uh, legit house with my wife and I'm going to retire. I want to because I've been looking and seeing more and more and more now. They're getting more popular. Not just solar panels on your roof, mm. but the roof is made up of solar panels. So their tiles yeah. are yeah. actually little solar panels. Yeah. You do your whole roof in these tiles and it becomes one big solar panel. Mm. I think that's amazing. I hope I can afford to do that to whatever house I bought. I just yeah. that just blows me away on that makes so much sense. It's gonna last forever as far as like the 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 uh, weather ability, right? So it's like a tile roof is one of the best Durable. roofs you can have because they last forever. But not only that, but it's it's a it's solar. I mean, it's solar, a solar roof not made out winter, of solar though. tiles. You're going to be in the Midwest, right? So half the year it's going to be covered in snow. But the other cool thing is windows are are going to become solar cells. Right. So transparent windows transparent. will be gathering. Mm. So if you think about like towers downtown, like skyscrapers that are downtown, you switch all those windows. To all they're doing right now is re cell. reflecting heat and heating up the, the you know the city and wasting yeah. energy. That's all they do right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You could be capturing that like crazy. It's yeah. amazing. Like what's well, coming? I've insane. even seen these things, these tiled glass uh, road road pavers. Yeah, the yeah. Yeah. the kinetic energy too. You know, yeah, our highway is going to become solar powered. It's just a way of collecting that light to create electricity. Yeah, you know. it's bananas. Yeah. But let's bring it back to making. I'm yeah. going uh, to be selfish for a second. One quick thing though before that was I just wanted to mention that like the other thing I mentioned is this other new tool I bought because again it's like I'm kind of at that point in my home ownership um, where it was time to get another snowblower. I just had this old cruddy one before and I and I bought a like I saw that they were making electric snowblowers the same brand actually. But I bought the gas powered one because I was like I live in New England. There's no way that this electric yeah. snowblower is going to cut it. But now I'm questioning that. Now I'm a little disappointed in myself. No, you're right. You're right. Well, your Canadian would say so, that too. But you know, it's like, but that's, am I? How hard would it be to find a place that maybe rents them, Tim? In a snowstorm, probably mean? difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, but I'm, what I'm saying is that if there's, if, because, um, you know, out here you can rent every kind of, you can rent a pair of pliers. Yeah. So if you could rent one one season, that might be it. the way to just yeah. to check it out to see if it's going to hold up. Doesn't have anywhere close to the same power. You got to think about like you know how much power a gas a gas engine has, like somewhere between Torque. seven and ten horse. Yeah. At uh, one of these battery powered like things, is not going to have more than a horse. Right. And a half. With a, with a lawnmower, you're not wet snow. Is, you're not using a lot of no, energy. No lawnmower is fine. I'm talking yeah. about a snowblower. Yeah. With a snowblower, you're you're throwing a lot of weight and and the energy of it driving. Yeah. That was. I'm yeah. sure I made the right decision on that, but I was still like, oh, I was like. Maybe I'll have one of these electrics someday too, you know? Uh, Who knows? Yeah. All right, anyway, that was it. I'm done. <laughs> um, yeah, airplanes are going to be a challenge to move electric. Sure. If you think about the way an airplane works is that it gets lighter as it flies. And so, like, its fuel efficiency gets better. Mm. Whereas with electric, if they could load them up with the thousands of pounds that they would need of a battery packs, it would be heavy the whole way. So it's it's a very different challenge. You, you, and you'd so you'd almost think power. that it, it's not going to—they're not going to be able to store power. It's going to be only the solar panel itself. Well, it's going to have to be able to draw the electricity it needs while it's in the air. Yeah, I don't. If the, the solar panels aren't quite there yet. Like it takes. Like I have that yeah. that battery on my guitar truck. Oh I no, no, this, I this drained is the it. Or, or the, the airplane itself yeah. is the storage unit. If, if, just like the yeah. the solar the panels on if the roof. The skin. What if the right. What if the skin of the airplane was the battery, the way to store the electricity? Kind of sound a little Hindenburg-y there. <laughs> right yeah. <now. laughs> and funny you say that because I think the solution to airplanes actually is hydrogen. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Storing liquid hydrogen because what you do is you take, you know, solar cells, wind power to do electrolysis on water. You separate oxygen and hydrogen. You've got all the free hydrogen you want. Boom. You burn the hydrogen. It turns back into water. Anyways, back to me. Um, My future plans are to delve a little bit more into electronics. So... The, um, the plan is in that furnace room, I already have my electronics workbench. That's already sort of built out. And the plan is to have like a maker station there where I've got my woodworking tools. But also, I'm going to take a portion of this money that I just made and I'm going to buy um, a 3D printer. So that I could start mm. doing like cool projects like making closures and parts and gears and all kinds of fun stuff. And I think maybe it'll be a good learning opportunity for the kids definitely a good learning opportunity for myself dude you build some kind uh, of a robot with your kids they're gonna love you forever yeah for sure for sure we could definitely do something like that and there's a ton of projects out there Um, but what i love is we keep talking about the future and people are probably scratching their heads about the title of this episode but conan (laughs) o'brien in the late 90s used to have a a segment called in the year 2000 and uh and it was basically talking about like what's going to happen in the future and it would all be like these crazy, wacky things. So I guess Tim and I are fans of Conan O'Brien. But I, d- um, I just heard an interview with him recently talking about that. It was him with um, Mike Birbiglia on his podcast called Working It Out. Yeah. So that's, yeah. 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 Oh, so you, you heard it too? That, yes, right. Because you were going to listen to it after we talked about it. I did. I listened to the actually the Aubrey Plaza episode. And my thing with Mike Birbiglia is that I don't think he has guests to listen to them. I think it's to give an opening for him to tell his stories. Oh, absolutely. That's that's absolutely. Who's this guy? Mike Mike he's a comedian. Birbiglia. He's Mike Birbiglia. So he's, he's a, comedian. a comedian. He's got a podcast, and yeah. he has like famous people and famous comedians onto his podcast. But ultimately, I think the guest speaks maybe forty percent, and he speaks sixty percent. It's but like, isn't that the truth for almost every one of those types of podcasts? <laughs> I mean, there's like there's no. there, not everybody's Terry Gross. You know what I mean? Not everybody does a good interview. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. But it just it's just like, hey, have you ever heard had a thing in your childhood where that thing happened? Because I was just thinking about how that time when I was at the swimming pool, and yeah. she's like, yeah. and then yeah. like, yeah, me too. Because then I was going to talk to my mom about this whole thing. And I was like, dude, let yeah. her talk. You got Aubrey Plaza on your show. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, um, Aubrey Plaza is so, a girl. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, parks and Recreation, you know? You didn't see that what, ca- what cave do you live in? <laughs> Where's, huh? Where's your cave again? It's a ba- the bad cave neighborhood? Down- <laughs> yeah, you don't want to live in a cave there. Yeah. Um, and then I was thinking about the future also with these 3D printers and CNC. So the CNC I'm going to keep because you can do, like, circuit boards with it and stuff. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe I would do some of that, make my own circuit boards. I don't know. Um, but definitely not worth selling that. I, I, I wouldn't. I would feel terrible about selling that. It doesn't make sense. I got it for free from Tim, so it's staying with me. My kids are going to get it when I die. Yeah. But, Good um, save. Good save. Thanks, man. But uh, <laughs> what I was thinking was, like, from Star Trek... I got a know, welder how... for free out of it, so... <laughs> yeah. So, did you? Okay. I your welder. Um, that's right. God knows when I'll ever see that. But um, but in Star Trek, you know, they have got the replicator starting mm-hmm. in, like, uh, Next Generation, where basically you just say the thing you want, and it comes out of the machine. You know what and you want. In the same way, you could... Tea. What's that? Earl Grey. Earl Grey. Hot. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> so you could just say a thing you want. You download off the internet, and you tell your printer to make it, and then you've got this thing. You're, you could literally beam a thing across the world to someone, mm. and they have it. It's just bananas to me. 
Yeah. Yeah. No? Yeah. It is. It's really... It's I mean, re- in the year 2000, that would be cool. Yeah. It's... um. You, there's there's a lot of people that I, I've talked to that are in this sort of world of the, you know, CAD CAM type design and making and stuff, you know, that are, that are a lot smarter than me and know a lot more about it. And that's like the... There's even like all these ideas of um, proprietary... Um, it's like, you know, like I... Years ago, I was talking about the network of makers, right? Like, why should I make a coffee table and ship it to California when I could ha- send the plans to Bill and he could make it and drive it to the person, right? And, you know, one of these... Right. The, like the sort of dream I had of these sort of... You know, and now there's like, there's talk of even like where I could just basically run the CNC machine in Bill's house for my house for my laptop over the internet, right? I could mm. so, so I'm not even sharing my proprietary files. I'm just like manually operating. You know, here's you know, you got the wood in, right? You got the right end mill in, right? Okay, I hit start. He doesn't have my G code. He doesn't have my plans, and the parts are cut for him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like, yeah, yeah, that's all potentially coming and you know and it's like again like you know we got a boat gets stuck in the suez canal and screws up everybody's everything for months right or billions of dollars yeah billions of dollars or we could send a file a to day. someone billions of dollars a day what, what was yeah. one of the things was the uh the you know the garden gnomes right like there was like lawn gnomes were uh like there's a shortage of lawn gnomes because of the suez canal thing just this ridiculous thing but like oh no if it, yeah, everyone needs their garden gnomes. But you know, it's like, well, now you're, you're sending the file and you're just printing the gnomes. You're print, you know, making the gnomes in the neighborhood where they yeah. go to. This goes into my whole green thing, which is why I got into that tech in yeah. the first place. You know, excuse right. me, I have to kill this this bug over here. Sorry, keep going. You mean you did mean he build just out say a he habitat. was going to kill something? I That's did. Not yeah. Tim Sway, we know. It's one of those bugs with a bazillion legs. And you, there's uh, you try to oh the uh, the house millipede yeah the house centipede or whatever yeah and yeah, you, yeah you try they're creepy to, you, but they're ultimately very beneficial to the house yeah but you try to save them creepy yeah and you no. you can't save them no. they just squish they gotta die. yeah they just squish yeah so. they're gross I, I've stopped trying uh, to save those years ago but he was crawling across my desk and I didn't want to look at him while I was recording so <laughs> gotta go creepy. buddy but I like <laughs> I like your idea about um about operating someone else's CNC except I hate that part. What I would like instead is like an encrypted file that you send somebody and that they basically have a one-time use password. And that way yeah. you don't have, they could just make it when you're sleeping or whatever. You know what I mean? Like they don't need you. So, right. so you guys are talking about the future people. of, of Did, selling Did you, So yeah. yeah, but I mean like again, you're not going to make a, a coffee table and ship it to somebody. You're going to eventually you're going to sell them the ability to make it themselves but only to make one. Right, yeah. right. To limit, to, to put a... Because so they, licensed, yeah. essentially. Because, you know, people are asking me all the time, like, hey, can I have your guitar CNC files? It's like, well, no. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. No, you can't. Like, that's no. Otherwise, why, why that? Because we're almost at that point already, right? I mean, why can't someone just make my, you know... But obviously there's more but to But think it about what that. that means, right? They're ultimately asking you, like, if this was, let's say, 20, 30 years ago, they'd be like, hey, Bill, can you just send me all of your jigs right. for the guitars that you make? Yeah. Exactly. Right. No, no, I, I get that. No, I mean, it took me forever to come it, up with Well, yeah. to me, it's just like, no, but you, I can't. Can I, so can it's I like, diary, okay, they're trying to get something. <laughs> they're trying to get something for nothing, right? So it's like, no, I'm not going to give you my files, but I can I can tell you some YouTube videos to where you can learn how to get some Vectric and you can learn how to operate Vectric because that's well, how I did it. I you, learned it. I, I figured it out on my own. You right? know what? And that's another, like, that's another big kind of part of that too you know and i've said this a lot for years like the days of secret labs are over right like that doesn't mm-hmm. progress anything and you come you know 
all these like you know parallel universe inventions all this like oh i invented this so did i over here who cares do it all in public right like that's what we're doing on youtube we're sharing this stuff and i will tell you everything i know about making guitars but i'm not going to do it for you, <laughs> you know? right like, yeah exactly that's, it's like you know, it's like you point, can teach somebody you know? to paint but you're not going to give them your yeah. rembrandt you know what right. i mean yeah you know yeah. that's like you know when you watch when you watch bob ross he's not giving you the painting when he's done he's showing you how to do it and you can make a painting exactly right. like him following along right but yeah there's a point you know and, and i think because i'm so giving that people just think i'm just going to give them all my files like no there's 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 a line you know yeah i agree with that you know, I, I was I, for me thinking about the future um or just looking around the shop there's there's a there's a thing that we have a habit of saying that's actually not true or not true in all things. And that is they don't make it like they used to. Mm-hmm. Right. It seems like there are some okay. things that last forever uh, the way they used to make them. And now they don't. However, there's also things that are made now that are just so, so much better. My sure. table saw, just a rigid table saw is, is amazing for what it is for a home. I'm not talking about an old, like, you know, the, the table saw you got from Jimmy or Phil, maybe even the one that you, the old Delta that you got. Um, but when you think about the the old craftsman table saw that your grandpa had in his garage, that thing was dangerous as all get out. Yeah. I'm just sorry. Mm-hmm. They were. Yeah. You yeah. know, so there are some things at the future when I'm looking around inside my bicycles, right? I, I've got a couple of bicycles that I remember my first 10 speed weighed probably 250. It was a 10 speed, first of all. That should tell you how long ago that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A 10 speed bicycle. And it was steel. It weighed. Yeah. so much it was so heavy and yeah. if you if you if you used it like i used to ride my huffy right i bent the wheels on it yeah. <laughs> i mean it's like so but i'm looking at this bike now this bicycle i have now for the for the price because i remember good bikes uh, for a while not that long ago were thousands of dollars well now i paid a few hundred bucks for yeah. What is essentially an amazing bicycle, and it's like mm-hmm. the future is the technology and the uh, quality of some of the things that you can get now. Uh, and I, I'm not certainly not talking about store bought furniture because that still blows me away how cheap a couch is. Well, However, but again, it depends on which store you go to. There are stores that are selling very nice couches, but they're a different price range. Right, but that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Not not that consumer to where you can go out now and you can buy a couch. For because Casey and I did this when we first moved in here, or a couple years after we moved in here, we bought a couch and a recliner on sale for over thirteen hundred dollars. It didn't last a year before the the yeah. pleather was wearing off. You know, they said, "Oh no, this stuff will last you forever." And this real leather on the parts where you actually sit and touch the rest of it is the fu- no, it wasn't. It and it was garbage. However, some of the tools I can buy now in the shop are amazing. Some of the plastic. My yellow tools. I love my yellow tools, guys. I'm sorry. I just don't care. I'm a yellow tool fan. That electric lawnmower that you were talking about, Tim. Uh, I was telling you guys in the pre-show that uh, same price, 500 bucks. You can get where it runs off of 220 volts, but it ends up being the huge amps. It's like a 400 amp hour mm. with those 220 volt big amp batteries on it it's a self-propelled it's the same price like you said as a nice gas mower that's self-propelled right it's like yeah. it's unbelievable yeah. so some of the stuff the price of things has come way down so when we talk about things being like ah this is crap they used to make things you know, to last back in the day yeah but they cost way more oh absolutely right? we were, so like yeah we were just talking about that at dinner um we we're talking about you know the electric lawnmower like with the cord and you know, and, and my wife was remembering her dad, 
you know, mowing the or doing the weed trimming, the edge trimming with an electric weed whacker. Because back then in the late 70s, early 80s, the only gas powered ones were like like contractor grade. You know what I mean? They were oh, hundreds yeah. and hundreds and, and, and hundreds of dollars. Like steel. Yeah, nowadays yeah. you can go buy a weed whacker for 100 bucks. It'll last you a decade. You know, and people yeah, say, oh, this either. thing's a piece of crap. It only lasts 10 years. It's like, yeah, but it only costs you 100 bucks. Now, which is yeah. better, the, the $700 one that nobody could afford? You know that lasts thirty years, or you know, there's a there's a there's a place, right. there's a line in the middle, and again, that's why I was like the one in the middle price is almost always the right one. You know, yeah. I think it's like we talk about how um, you know it's a lot of democratization of the things that you can buy and the things that you can afford. Really, everything has come down in price, mm. except homes. Mm. Right, houses have come have gone way up in price. Cars, but if you think about cars, mm. the price of cars has come down. Has it? I don't like, know. Think I about what. Yeah. I'm about to think about comparatively for what you can buy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, think about like the basic trim level of any car you can buy now. All electric windows, heated seats. I think they're mandated to have rear camera assist. You know what I mean? Like the things you get with a base model car now. Think about what that was 30 years ago. Roll down windows. You know, like you've seen, manual seats. You've seen what I drive, right? Like everything I've ever driven. <laughs> I'm talking to normal people. <laughs> I've. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you get out of here. I've seen your actual minivan. Well, that's an 06, so it's like right on the cusp of where like the tech, you know, so it has airbags and stuff. But then, you know, my wife's car is a 2000. Like we just, we all drive old cars, you know. Okay. Yeah. Stop bragging. But anyways, um, what I'm saying is you get a lot more bang for buck with cars now because the prices yeah. haven't gone up like a crazy amount, I don't find. Yeah. I don't know. Like well, a $30,000 car too. now and a $30,000 car, like... 30 years ago, you get a lot more. I just, first time ever, we just bought a car that was over $30,000, Casey's RAV4, and it's a hybrid, you know? Uh, But before that, that, huh? I was going to say, that's an insanely well-made car. Like, those Toyotas are incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, But yeah, it's perspective, just like houses. You're talking about how much the houses have gone up. Well, where I'm, where I'm, coming from i'm gonna go buy a house for well under two hundred thousand dollars that if i were to get that same exact house in my neighborhood it would be probably close to a million yeah well, you're in a, you know? a particularly horribly right price inflated gentrified part of the world i can't speak to the gentrification of his neighborhood because i'm not sure that's the case okay well I don't, I, it's, I don't know it's the case now i don't know his Phil, yeah, in my it? neighborhood houses are going for eight hundred thousand now bananas yeah, so it's a, All I know it's is ranch, right? my house in eight years has gone up in price 60%. Wow. So the next yeah. generation, I don't know how they – like we barely are able to scrimp by and get by in the house that we bought for whatever it was back then. And now that price is like bananas. How do you get into the housing market? So I, I feel you can't. like – I can't. Yeah. I can't. Right? There's that's, no way possible. That's – that I find is so. It's cheaper to buy tools. It's cheaper to buy TVs. TVs have come down in price like crazy. It's insane. Oh yeah. You can yeah. buy a a sixty five inch for like five hundred dollars. It makes no sense. Yeah. So I, I think value the value the future is is the value that has gone way way up for what you can spend your consumer money on now, and the quality I think has gone way up too. It's just like speaking of cars again. You look in the mid late seventies early eighties American cars were not the most value-oriented things you could buy in any car, <laughs> well, any well, new that car that you buy now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's well, it's funny is because I would buy any one of those cars now because 
I, I they, they're kind of classic. However, as a but second I'm saying, car, as a second car, right? As a second yes, car, exactly. Just because they're neat for what driver. they were. But I mean, you think about the the K car and the the Chevy Cavalier and things like this. It's the like, pony. oh my goodness, it was just yeah. But but you can buy any new car now. You can't go wrong. There are no lemons anymore. I don't care what yeah. you go buy. You buy a new car now, and it's got an amazing warranty. It's got technology up the wazoo. Although I am looking forward to going back in time a little bit too. I want my retirement truck is going to have uh, manual windows. <laughs> it's going to be old four wheel drive where I can turn the hubs myself when I get out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's spend one winter with a modern car and then tell me if you want to go back. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll have the RAV4. <laughs> just oh, okay, 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 okay. I was just checking. Just okay. My truck. Yeah, my truck. Okay. That's funny. Um, I'm actually, I, I am very excited for your winter adventure because I think it's going to be a, an mm-hmm. eye-opening experience for you. Do you remember? The- I think it will be too, and I doubt if I'll go outside a whole lot. But that's the whole thing is I won't have to you because will. I'll be retired. I'll be like, I'm going to open the windows in the morning. I'm going to go, oh, look at all that snow. That looks cold. And I'm going to close the curtains. I'm going to stoke the yeah. fire. Yeah. I'm going to turn on yeah. some, uh, some uh, I don't even know what daytime Bing TV show Crosby, there is. like it's Christmas every yeah. day over there. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember the first time he went there and he like called and he was like, what should I bring? Like, because it was like January and you were going to visit the, your yeah. dad's. You're like, what should I? And we were just like, you need socks for starters <laughs> and not the socks that you own. <laughs> Do you have a jacket? I have a windbreaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have that nice warm hat, like the the Berkey hat. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> thought that was a warm hat. You got a beanie. Yeah. That's too funny. Yeah. So. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I think I think from a technology point of view and from a value point of view, there's a lot to look forward to. And solutions to some of our biggest problems, I think, are just over the horizon. So that's my yeah. That's my hopeful because I got to tell you, I am tired of cranking over the three-cylinder diesel engine that runs my CNC. I cannot wait to just plug that thing yeah. in. You know? Do you you have to yell contact before you start up the machine every time? Yeah, I pull my goggles down. You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> contact. So let's let's not forget the most amazing thing that the future has brought us for making, and that is this 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 yeah. uh, this technology that we can stay in contact. Um, YouTube videos for anybody that wants to learn anything about anything. If it's not a YouTube video, there's other platforms out there. But I'm just saying the ability to get online, to find a group, to find a, a Reddit. I still don't know what a Reddit is, but all these different platforms that you can use to learn from and to make into and, and the community itself. The future has brought people together in a way in the maker community at the very least uh, that has never been that way before. You know, we've talked about that on podcasts. So the future, boys is us wow yeah wow deep man super deep Mm. all right (laughs) okay i love it let's go to um itunes review review there's one here that you have to read phil yeah i think Um, that's for you from pierre but i'll read the first one we have we have several this week i'll read the first one to come in do me a favor i think i lost the login if you want to paste that into the chat i'll read out whatever you want me to read out Okay, I don't know if I have it here handy. Bill, do you have it open? You want to read the first one from uh, Woodstyle Shinobi while I find... Sure, I'll do that. All right, so great podcast as always. Woodstyle Shinobi, five stars. Thanks for always bringing us great content. It's always one of the highlights of my week, getting a new tip or two from your podcast. Also, Tim, I'm loving the guitar you're making for the great guitar build-off. Well, thank you very much. And um, you know what? Here, I'll just 
copy and paste the um, the whole thing right into uh, our chat because I'm not finding the link right now. Right. So this I'll do, is I'll right do the in. second one too. Then how's that? Okay, this is the one for Phil to read. Um, oh. the, oh. the first two lines are okay. the, right. who is from and the thing. Okay, uh, so go ahead, Bill. Read yours. So well, which one is that? That's the one from Steve Eth. Um, I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you can read that one. Go ahead. Okay, right, dead air. Um, I'm just gonna do mine. <laughs> I'll do What's mine. What's going on here? All those big words. Okay, All right. So this one is a five stars. Uh, this Saturday from Steve Eth, and it's Let's Go. New listener, a month or so now. Love the podcast. Love the banter. Love the tips. Hate the lack of growth and reach. You guys are selling yourselves short by a mile. Talk about labeling Gerber jars? Throw a pic on Twitter. 10 sexy tips? Add a hashtag. 10 sex, sexy top ships. Talk shop tips. And ask for listener tips. Uh, someone likes your podcast, their follow will see your post. You have a new ears listening. I think he's trying to encourage us to do a better job at the social media at, stuff uh, that we never do. Yeah. So many opportunities to engage with us listeners. Hashtag reclaim topic. Have listeners suggest topics. Tweet pictures of what you are talking about. Drive engagement. Talk about the making. Talk about the remaking of the first thing you made. We'll make an event. Have listeners share their old and new. You guys do a side-by-side. -side. Have him or her remake that box he made and show a side-by-side. -side. More listeners. Drive more people to Twitter and YouTube. Have greater, have greater advertising opportunities, etc. Small tweaks and you guys will be a million subscriber makers podcast. Just want you to get your due. First of all, I want to say thank you because that's... You think a lot of us, and it's obvious uh, with the encouragement you're trying to give. So here's my challenge. Tim is a little bit busy lately, having five businesses and whatnot. I know Phil is, is a little bit busy lately having his new business He's unemployed. He's unemployed. And he's kind of unemployed, but he does <laughs> kind of do a lot of work. And I've been a little bit busy lately just because I'm old, so I don't know the technology, and I've been working six days a week, blah, 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 blah. So if anybody's out there, including you, Steve F., um, who wants to, in trade for an amazing shout-out and uh, your billing of our social media, if you want to start posting all of these things that you just said and we start seeing that turnaround and that Million Maker uh, subscriber thing, we're down. Anybody else? Anybody else that wants to take over our social media Honestly, stuff? I would love to turn it into a paid position. I just, unfortunately, we're not there yet. It would have well, to start it, with a... Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I'm just talking about if yeah. we, if we, yeah. when we're at the million part, it's definitely going to be an actual job. But I'm saying yeah. for anybody that wants to do it for billing, right, we can top of the show, hey, it's time for Todd's um, Twitter review thing, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So we'll give you a big shout yeah. out. We could but, do. We could, we could pay you in a ton of exposure. Yeah, yes, that's, <laughs> what, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I love it. And if anybody has uh, uh, any ideas on how to get that going for us, please reach out to either Tim or Phil because they both want to hear from you. And Bill doesn't know how to check his email. Uh, okay. I don't know how to check my email, so you can go ahead and do my email. That's the only thing I know how to check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving along. Um, this one is from uh, Pierre-Antoine B. Uh, it's, I just want to make sure that Phil speaks French. Salut les gars. J'écoute votre podcast depuis maintenant plusieurs mois et il m'a été recommandé par iTunes car j'écoutais Making It. J'apprécie vraiment votre show car je le trouve simple et ludique. 
Phil, merci d'arrêter de faire de, de la publicité pour Isotunes en prenant, pour exemple, leur scope de travail dans ton atelier. Tu n'as bientôt plus d'atelier. Ah, that's true. Bill, this one was for you, bro. From New Hampshire with love. <laughs> I'll just, I'm just going to translate that one because that was not much for the Americans. But uh, uh, basically, what's up, boys? Um, I listened to your podcast for, uh, for quite a few months. It was recommended to me by iTunes because I listened to Making It. I, I really appreciate your show. I find, uh, I find it simple and fun. Phil, uh, uh, thank you for stopping to make publicity. Stop, th stop to make publicity for iTunes um, uh, by using an example of your, <laughs> of your workshop because you don't have a workshop anymore. Wow, that was... That was biting. <laughs> yes, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, that was fun. Yeah. And we have one more to read. Now, actually, I, I don't see it here. Um, our newest uh, top Patreon supporter, Ryan the Barn Rat, he, he messaged me this morning and said that his latest review, because he wrote one last week, and he said his latest one this week is the best review he's ever written, but I don't see it in here unless he's Pierre. Yeah. <laughs> there was there was one other one, Tim. There was one Thursday, yeah, um, Friday, and Saturday. So where's the Friday one? I read um, the Thursday and Saturday. Yeah, I'm gonna read that right now. Uh, I just wanted to point okay. that out to, that to Ryan that we just don't see it here yet. It'll probably it sometimes it takes a couple days to show up. So we'll we'll get it next week. And yet his name still gets mentioned. I know, like seven times. Um, okay, and then this one is uh, from Jimbo Jack called Guilt Tipped. Uh, Phil, here's a quick tip for you when installing your new exterior lights. Tuck a little backing rod foam insulation around the mounting plate before tightening the screws and nuts in all the way. This will help keep those pesky bees, wasps, and hornets from building nests mm -hmm. in there. Good tip. Bill, a tip for you as well. Yeah. That fancy schmancy new-to-you rolling toolbox you got needs a little more slickion on the drawer glide. <laughs> I like that word, slickion, <laughs> on the drawer guides. Well, I like that. Uh, use a small 9mm pill-sized dab of silicone grease on the guides and be sure to spread it on all the mating surfaces. Tim, try a good old-fashioned grass-fed steak and share the experience on the podcast. Just ribbing you. <laughs> Love the show, guys. <laughs> People still eat steak? Do they still do that? Yeah. Yeah. But now it's grown in a lab. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's... I don't, I don't... I don't think... I think I'd rather eat the animal flesh than the lab flesh, honestly. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you this. My, my trip to the Midwest, um, I'm going to have to do some impossible burger because... I know we're going to be going out to eat, and I haven't had that here. I haven't had to do that, so I'm eating lots of fish and chicken, um, and I like the Impossible Burger, so I'll probably you know, have to do that to get my... I tried one of those for the first time a few months ago. I was just... Uh, my wife and I were getting takeout from a like a vegan restaurant, and I was like, oh, you know, I'll try that, and um, I didn't care for it. You know, cause yeah, <laughs> but you don't like the taste of beef yeah, anyway, so yeah, exactly. it That's tastes like beef. It exactly. tastes like something you don't like. It's definitely designed for Actually, people that want to eat less meat that still like meat. <laughs> yeah. that like Because it's not it a healthy alternative. It's no. not healthier than meat. It's just not meat. Yeah. And uh, version 2 just came out. It's supposed to be even more meaty. Yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't had I, I'm I didn't quit beef because, you know, I'm I'm altruistic by any means. I just found out I think I have yeah. an allergy to it. So yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, that'll that'll do. That'll do, pig. That'll do. Um And I don't do pig because Casey doesn't want to do mammals, so I'm like, okay. If it swims or flies, it dies. <laughs> Terrific. Uh what grabbed your attention? Let's go to Bill first. What what grabbed your attention? All right, so a uh, couple of things. Um, 
first I was, uh, <laughs> this is kind of funny. So I was doing my workout in the garage and I happened to be, I thought my, a Makers International Live was going on. And so I clicked on it, it's a, on YouTube, and they're talking about they got a new dude. So it was it's Richard, Chris, and Jamie, and now they've added uh, Mark the Gentleman Woodturner. So you, he's got a YouTube channel. Mark, he's now on on um, Makers International as as a host. So they got they're back to four again because they used to have Alan, but Alan went away. Anyway, so I I in the chat I'm like you know, and as I'm looking at, it, there's just a few chats. So I thought, okay, so in the chat I put, hey guys, tell me who the new guy is, and I'll give a shout because I'm recording tonight. So then I go about mm-hmm. my workout and I'm doing my Bob thing and I'm doing my workout and I'm getting all sweaty and everything and I go check and no response. And I'm like, okay, watching the video, it's in the background, it's a good podcast so far, doing my thing. Go back and check out. Oh, it's not actually live. They recorded it live on Sunday. So I was trying to get a response from people that aren't actually there. <laughs> so that was, uh, so check out Makers International. We love those guys. Steve, and, he's uh, in charge of... Gentlemen. <laughs> That's TV. Yeah. <laughs> Phil's in charge of all our social media promotions. <laughs> and, uh, and then the other one is, um, I just, uh, same thing. I don't watch and listen to a lot anymore. I happen to come across Laura Kampf just made this little lamp. And mm-hmm. every time I watch a Laura Kampf video, it just makes me appreciate art and making. And she's just, oh my God. So that's all I can say. Check it out. She made a lamp and I just love Laura and I love the fact that I can leave a comment and she gives me a couple of hearts and it's, I just check her out. She's so far beyond amazing. What an artist. What an artist. Agreed. Hmm. Tim? Uh, I got to mention my buddy, Miles McNally. Uh, He lives in Michigan and he's a luthier. Like he's like a legit like guitar maker. Unlike me who just plays one on YouTube. And, um, and he is um, making, he's making more videos nowadays. He's filming some of his projects and uh, he's doing, uh, he's t- participating in the, in the great guitar build-off thing that I'm participating in. And he's making this very interesting shaped, um, like an acoustic of some sort. I don't really know his full plan because I missed, uh, I just watched the fourth video, um, but I missed a couple of them. And um, yeah, he's just, it's just really neat. He's, he was bending wood and making the sides and he's got this kind of like half circle front. It's just a, it's just a really interesting kind of concept he's coming up with. And I was really enjoying uh, watching him go through it and make mistakes and figure out how he's going to fix them, you know, because we all know about that. It doesn't matter what you make. We all make mistakes. Ooh, that's a good t-shirt. Um, <laughs> thanks, man. Amazon Prime Video has a show right now. It's an animated superhero show called Invincible. Eight episodes. They just aired the last one. What's different about it? It's very R-rated. So if you think about like watching like Superman animated show, but then also seeing Superman crush somebody's head and like it explodes. Wow. And uh, yeah. And it's based on actual comic books, but it's just so incredibly well done. Is it the same and- story as the Bruce Willis movie? Wasn't that? Remember that movie with him? No, and- no, 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 no. What's it called? This Phil? is like uh, Invincible. I know what you're talking about. Invincible. It was, uh, it was Samuel Jackson Samuel was Jackson also in was, it. He was he like was glass man. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. This is like a world where there's superheroes and like there's like one that's above them all. And honestly, just watch. If you're into superheroes and you're looking for something that's like less like hippy dippy and like happy go lucky and the good guys win and all that stuff watch this it is badass it's really really good 
Cool. Wow. And we'll do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, our websites, williamlutz.com, newperspectivesmusic.com, guineapigtanks.com, squaretools.com. Guys, contactors for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter. On iTunes, leave us those reviews. You can go right to our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Hit that button, launches iTunes, leave that five-star review. We will read it out. And patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio, the absolute best way to have access to the uh, pre-show and to support these three guys and keep them on the air for another... I don't know, half a decade or whatever. We'll figure it out. <laughs> can we say congratulations to uh, what's his bucket for winning the what's their name oh, yeah, sponsored Micah, uh, Micah thing? Hayes. Micah Hayes. Yeah, I'll, I'll email you tonight, and uh, we'll make that happen. Yeah, sounds good. And, Hi. And don't forget to uh, keep sending in those tips, uh, people. Yeah, yeah why not? we'll keep track of them. If there's another contest, you guys will be entered in as far as the tips. But otherwise, you know what? It's just great to share that information, and I learned from them, so I love hearing them. Indeed. You know, it, it, we'll have our own contest. Phil will build you a whiskey box, and Tim will make you a guitar. Um, so just keep sending tips. Well, it'll have to be in a couple of years when I learn how to use hand tools. <laughs> <laughs> details, details. I know. Guys, have a great week. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye, everybody. Be good. <laughs>